everyone. My name is Fiona and I am, of course, one of your co-hosts for the DM's Book Club, a podcast where we talk about some Dungeons & Dragons and how we might implement it in our role-playing campaigns. So, we have done it. We have finally reached the end of Series 2, and I'm starting to make some plans for the upcoming third series. But to tide us over till then, I thought I would share with you a little something special. As you probably know from the other podcast I run, What Am I Rolling?, I am a massive fan of running one-shots. And as it's almost Halloween season, I thought I would just run a nice little horror one-shot for two of our semi-regular co-hosts, David and Sam. This one-shot, The House of Lament, comes from my favourite D&D sourcebook to date, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, which features everything both players and DMs need for running a horror-based campaign. As soon as I read it, I knew I had to run it for this podcast, and I'm so glad I did. You'll probably notice the audio quality changes every few episodes as we had to go from playing this one-shot in person to then online due to various work commitments. But if anything, it just goes to show that you can run any RPG, both in person and online, and it can still be fun. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy running it, and just to say thank you. Thanks to everyone who supported us during the last series. It really means the world to us, and we can't wait to see what the next series holds for us. So, without further ado, here is House of Lament. You go past uh, as you go up the sort of stairs that sort of curl round these sort of uh, with a again that carpet with the same geometric pattern going up the stairs, very worn in places. Uh, you go past a, a bronze sculpture of an antlered eagle up to, on top of a marble pedestal, which looks ridiculous. Like all these curio- curios, it looks like it's definitely bronze. For a moment, you're like, oh god, is it another one of those horrible taxidermy nightmares? It's not. It's, it's just a it's a normal bronze statue of an eagle with antlers. You make your way up the stairs and you come up to the top bit of the floor. Uh, you can see there is, it starts out like a balcony looking overlooking the foyer, which is about 10 feet below. And you can see it sort of goes round in sort of a, a U shape. And you, fi- you, you would eventually, through exploring, find that there's some more stairs going up uh, to a third floor. What would you like to do? You can see there are several doors off to places. Um, five doors that you can see. Uh, sorry, six doors you can see at various places. Uh, just describe where you'd like to go, I guess. You know, which room would you like to go into first? Room by room. So the one yeah. on the left first. Seems the so, most logical one. Okay, so the so the first door you come to on the left, you sort of open it. Actually, this so that first room, so the first two rooms, so the one on the left and one on the right, uh, are very similar. These look like guest bedrooms. Uh, very simple, standard, sort of with red wallpaper peeling in places. There's definitely the scent of musk and dust and damp. Have someone not been here for some time, you open up the doors. The beds in these rooms are sagging slightly, again, through old age and stuff. I think one of them will have, like, if it's a four-poster bed, like a rip through the centre of the um, covering at the top, essentially, again, just due to age. There's a wardrobe and a writing desk in each one of them as well. Looking at the sheets you can see in the bedding itself is almost like it's weird you know when you see images and things like um like uh, you see faces and things and stuff like that not that you see here but you do because you're both sort of on alert essentially you can see that there are 
well, well as I look at these patterns, again, the way the shapes are going, at times you think you see if, uh, like that horrible cat-like, bat-like face repeating in them. Sometimes you see like a horrible smile or a grin and then it just disappears again, just again with the light flashing over them. Nothing in the beds, maybe have a quick look underneath or anything like that, um, but nothing of your, uh, nothing that catches you instantly unless you'd like to explore further. Um, yeah, let's pick through the place. Okay, you're going to pick through. Uh, Lyle, what are, you, what are you thinking? I'll stay in the corridor watching behind with a distance. Yeah, Brian's like, good plan, Operation Meat Shield. All right, David, can you do for me an investigation check? Um, Laurie is helping with the light, but not actually. He's making sure that you can see, I guess, So, but it's just sure. a straight roll. Uh, that's going to be a 13. A 13, so easy enough. You go into the rooms. Again, how, how would you describe you looking for the rooms? Like... I always find it weird, really weird with investigation. I'm like, you're like sniffing the books. You're like tongue against the bedpost. I assume you're not doing that, but... No, no, it's stuff like, uh, you know, um, going through things like uh, if there's a bedside table, be going through each drawer, like methodically going through, yeah. uh, like pulling back the quilts, um, checking if there's anything like on the side of the fireplace or just like underneath, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because uh, it's a fireplace in one of the rooms. Um, yeah, so you, you go through. There's a moment where you're looking through the stuff, so you're looking through the um, the tables, you, you know, have a quick check of the fireplace and stuff, and you turn right down to the bed uh, in one of the rooms, and for a second, you think there is something underneath the sheets, like almost like the way it sort of rests, even though the thing has sagged slightly, it looks like this, like almost like, you know, what as if, as if something or someone is hiding in the bed. And you go up, you pull it back, and there's nothing there. You quickly look around and Laurie's like, hey, what's wrong, what's wrong? And- thought, 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 I, thought I saw someone hiding under the sheets. And then you pull the sheets back and they just rest flat on the bed. You don't find anything else. Right, okay. Uh, nope, this, one, this one's clear. Yeah, let's, let's, let's keep oh, going. Oh, jolly good, great, good, marvellous. I do that thing where, like, you know, you walk <laughs> when you've watched a scary movie late at night and you're getting ready for bed afterwards and you're kind of like walking out of rooms, just making sure your back's are Oh, <laughs> I assume like Tobias has never got his back turned on these yeah. rooms at this point. You're just oh walking, yeah. you're moonwalking yeah. essentially. The back. first thing I do <laughs> after pulling back the sheet is to put my back against the nearest wall and just like make my way around. <laughs> So yeah, so those are those two rooms. Are you just gonna, like you said, methodically go to the next room, or yeah, is there, yeah, yeah, the one east. Yeah, so there's a slightly bigger room on the east side. That's why I just wanted to make sure. So again, uh, Laurie and and yourself, Tobias. Unless Lyle, you're telling me otherwise. I assume you're staying in the corridor unless called for, or uh, you know, you'd you'd say right. With my four hit points, I think that's the best move. Okay, making sure, making sure. You open the room up to the top. Well, if we're looking at the map, it's the northwest room, but the top left for us as we're going in. Um, you see what looks like a morning room. Wicker chairs and a small table set for tea occupy this airy morning room. Pale drapes fall away from wide windows overlooking the manor's grounds. In the centre, a plump tasseled pillow embroidered with the name Muses rests near the fireplace. N-E-W-E-S. Almost again, like, you know, as if, as if someone has very painstakingly cross-stitched it. Next to this pillow, you can see a little bowl, almost like um, a, a china bowl uh, with, with 
but currently bone dry and next to it another bowl which looks like it had something in but whatever was in it has been long gone and then uh, dirt the stains sorry essentially uh, around it essentially it's sort of like a feeding bowl of some sort it sounds like there's not a lot much more in this room but can i give it the old customary search absolutely uh meant for me an investigation check uh 11 in this room again you take your time for it as you get closer to the um to the fireplace and this as pillow you can see so looking up there is like a, a small portrait as well and it looks like to be a portrait of a pig a little snuffly trout set and a, a, a collar on it and you suspect that this portrait is of the family pet uh newses as sort of like like what's what's the what they call like a pot-bellied pig, essentially. Teacup pig. Yeah, teacup pig. Exactly. They yeah. They are so cute. They are so cute. So you look around and um, you go to the tea set. Maybe not one for tea yourself, Tobias, being a knight in training, uh, or would be knight in training. But you know, you have heard of tea. Um, you've heard that there are leaves and that there are different kinds of teas, and there's some some of them is a bit too spicy for your blood. Um, but looking at these, the the, the four cups and the teapot. There is a, a beautiful, delicate pattern of flowers on them. One of the teacups actually has dried leaves at the bottom. And as you look into it, the debris, you can see, forms what looks like a screaming face with a missing eye going out of it. And you're like, hmm, nope. <laughs> you put, the, put that down. I go, I don't want to look at that anymore. And Tobias, as you are the one that is searching quite a lot of this, you are getting a lot of like creepy out vibes you've seen stuff in other rooms and uh, this the sense of unease is really getting into you as so seeing something like that you're just like <sighs> okay tobias just sort of walks out shaking his head shuts the door behind him looks directly at lyle goes, you can go in the next one. Oh, i, I wouldn't want to spoil nope no no i i i insist uh, okay so lyle you make your way around to the next room and as you're about to open the door you hear a <coughs> Somebody coughing in that room. Someone coughing. Mm-hmm. And as as you yeah, so you knock on the door. Hello. Uh are you okay in there? Heard coughing, we're here to help. Uh both of you make for me perception checks. 14. 10. Oh, and Laurie, sorry. Yeah, also 10. Whilst you don't hear anything, suddenly both of you get that. <laughs> a smell that starts to ebb out from this room. A horrible sort of like medicinal smell, like iodine and stuff. You'll both be used to it, maybe yourself, Lyle, when you had the odd cut or two, you've had your father patch you up and the sting of it as well, but the smell, really great. Similar to you, Tobias, maybe when you were practicing a couple of times, you, again, a couple of cuts and stuff and having to go to the local uh, doctor or medic, again, getting patched up. There is the sense of this medicinal ointment or, or, or that clinical smell that we in the real world are very used to from being in waiting rooms and stuff, but it's ebbing out of this room. Mm. And Laurie's like, oh gosh, and sort of gets out like a little flowery handkerchief and puts it up to his nose. Shall I proceed? Or... Uh, yes, I'm, I'm right behind you. Open the door slowly. <laughs> And you can see that there is a grand canopied bed occupying this room. It's headboard engraved with phases of the moon. There is a wardrobe, a writing desk, and a torn leather chair that fill out this space, all bearing rampant mildew. 
the chemical smell like uh, ammonium or medication lingers and sort of almost permeates this room. And as you open the door, similar to how Tobias saw something in one of the guest rooms, here you see something in the bed of this one. Again, the covers all the way over the top of it. Big, huge, whatever it is. Uh, you just hear it sort of <coughs> coughing, shaking. The whole bed is shaking. Uh, hello? Maria? Is it... Is it time for my medicine? Yes? <coughs> you should give the thing its medicine. What medicine? I don't know. Look for the bottle that has medicine written on it. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, you do a perception check. In your head, Lyle, Brian's like, don't you even think about setting a foot in that room as you set a foot in that room. That's a four. You're looking around, but all you're hearing in your head is like, no, no, no. Sick people, they'll make you sick. You've only got four hit points. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you? No, 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 no. And at times, as you go to like try and look around, like maybe the writing desk or something, you feel the arm you're using, get not getting pulled back exactly, but sort of like, no, no, stop it. I've said no. What is going on? Like that's, again, that running commentary in your head makes it incredibly hard to do anything. So in fact, Tobias, you see this as well. Lyle's not really looking. It's too busy going, uh-huh. Mm, yes. <laughs> like, not fake looking, but it's definitely distracted by something. I would give you that. And all the while, again, that strong smell of ammonium and every so often a horrible, racking, wheezing cough. You know, when you've been that proper ill and the flu and that phlegm, it, you feel it. When this one, whatever's under the covers coughs, you feel it as well. Tobias, well, after uh, the next few minutes, staring expectantly. Doesn't appear to be any medicine. Maybe it's in another room. We should check in another room. We should move on. Where, where, where's, where's your medicine? <clears throat> My medicine. Please. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Anybody got an inhaler? I'm going. I'm. Can I? Can I take a look around for the medicine? Absolutely, if you want to. Uh, yeah, investigation check. Let's see. You beat a four. Um, I will beat it with an eighty. Oh. <laughs> so as you sort of look around, you go closer and closer to the bed, and on the bed, uh, on the bedside table. Um, you can see there is like an old fashioned uh, medicine bottle with like almost like a, a stopper and a huge ornate spoon, almost Mary Poppins style, a spoon full of sugar sort of thing. <laughs> okay, so I take the stopper off the medicine, pick up the spoon, pour the medicine on the spoon and just kind of hold it out, but the hand is like going... <laughs> <laughs> just shaking. <laughs> Lyle, you do see this, right? And... You, and and Laurie's like, are you, I've got to be honest, uh, this is very spooks. Um, <laughs> very spooks. <laughs> uh, are you sure? And whilst you're, whilst you're saying this, you just hear a, <coughs> I can't breathe. You're next to the, um, the four poster bed, uh, Tobias. And this, whatever's underneath this bed, there is definitely, it's a humanoid shape, huge though, like the height of a man but probably the width of, oh, 
I don't know, like four feet, almost as if inflated, essentially, covered in these sort of mildewed sheets completely. I can't breathe. Give me my medicine, son. I'm going to make an intelligence check. Yes, please. <laughs> what was it? It was bad. Yeah? Tobias, are you going to pull back the sheets? It was a natural one. Ooh. Oh, dear. Shall I come over with my stick? I've got a stick. It's got like his... It. Yeah, you've got your stick, haven't you? Quarter staff. I could lift it up. So... You can hear Brian and Bucky. Yes, good idea. We have a stick. We can control the situation. Good. Mm-mm. And hopefully it will go for him as you pull up slowly but surely, <laughs> revealing a horrible oh, sight. She says, oh. find the description. So what you see is what used to be a man dressed in uh, night clothes, uh, like a, almost like if you think of Ebenezer Scrooge, that sort of long nightgown and a nightcap of some sort, but inflated almost with horrible black bile sort of like piercing off his jaw, a half off, essentially one eye completely gone. And you can just see as he's sort of (gasps) struggling to breathe under the weight of his own sort of chest and black bile coming out of it. (laughs) My medicine. And it starts to try and reach towards you both. Can you make for me uh, initiative rolls? Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm sorry. My intelligence is nothing. So, Tobias, where did you go? 14. Lyle? Four. Oh, Lyle. Oh, no. Why did I come and help? Laurie got a natural one, so Laurie's probably not going to be helpful. So... Uh, Tobias, you're the first to react. You see this this bloated, undead creature. You can tell at this point, whatever whatever medicine you have, it ain't going to fix that at this Mm -hmm. point. Reaching out to both of you, horrible, bulbous, bloated. What would you like to do? Okay, so I know that I've got the spoon in my hand and not my sword. Yes. I'd like to do two things, if I may. What is it you're going to do? For my action, I would like to, like, almost javelin throw the spoon into the undead thing's mouth. Absolutely. Then I'm going to use my bonus action to slam it five feet away with the shield. And then I'm going to use my movement to run, grab Lionel, and sprint for the door. Sounds good. Let's take it one step at a time. So you're going you're gonna to chuck the spoon at its face. Like, just, just full on... <laughs> Okay, make an unarmed uh, weapon attack. It's an improvised weapon. So. Uh, that is a. Um, I've got to have my. Strength. I'll tell you now. It is prone as well. Technically, it's prone, so okay. you get an advantage. Oh my god, Fiona! Yes. <laughs> the natural twenty on. Yes. The- yes. <laughs> Excellent. And I believe. I believe improvised weapons are only one, right? One damage. One, one point of damage. So. So two damage, because you got a natural twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. It's not even about doing damage, it's just about shoving the spoon in there, That's pushing it. him and running. So you're going to push him... Yeah, I'm going to use my bonus action to shove again. It's my ability. Yep, do it. So what do, uh, do I have to do anything for that, or do you have to roll? Uh, it doesn't say. It says you're just... Um, oh, sorry. Try to shove the creature five feet. So yep. I presume I need to make like a... What's your strength like? Oh, it's 13. Yeah, I've drawn a strength check. With advantage, it is technically prone, so it's not... It's a bit... Off the bed. A natural one, with advantage. Okay, thank God, I was going to say. 
Second one's a natural 20. Yes. <laughs> so you push this creature, like, and it sort of horrifically rolls away off the bed and hits the ground pretty hard. You hear almost like a splat as something has definitely um, burst. And oh. you grab Lionel. Yeah, Lyle, sorry. For the door. Absolutely. Lyle, do you resist? No. <laughs> No. And Laurie goes, oh, great. Uh, oh, you're here. Shuts the door. On its turn, well, it uses its, uh, I can't pronounce it, but Vinorium miasma as it really, and you can just hear outside this door a whole <laughs> as a horrible toxic gas fills the room. And you can just, and this horrible racking cough is like, ah, oh, my, man. I gave you a fucking medicine. <laughs> um, presumably you're still in, you're out of the room at what you don't. Yeah, I'm out in. of the room, like holding the door shut. Yeah, you don't hear any sounds of it moving towards you. Just hear this horrible gassing and, and racking cough, which eventually, sort of, after a couple of um, a couple of rounds, just ebbs away slightly, and the smell of medicine and ammonia dies down. Should Should we have a quick look inside? I, 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 I feel like we've already done that and, and, and we had to run. I know, but I don't smell a nut. Why am I being brave? Yeah, why are you being brave? Stop it. No, no, we almost died again. <coughs> oh, I can't trust you. Oh. If you want to go back in, I suppose we... we no, we, no, we no, 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 no. It, it, was, it was more curiosity about whether the smell going means it's gone, but honestly... What would it's not worth the risk? Let's keep moving. No, no. Oh. good. <laughs> I want to knock on the door and go, Hello, nothing happens. There's no uh, no response. This place is soul destroying. <laughs> um, so as you're about to look into the other rooms, uh, you hear. From a clock in the hallway, uh, it starts to chime. And Laurie's like, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. And you count the chimes. It's like, oh, it's one o'clock, 13 chimes. Oh, Jennifer will be ready for us. Shall we go back down? Uh, uh, sure. Um, yeah. Wh what are we doing here? This uh, isn't going well. On the contrary, I think we found a lot of evidence that this place is quite, quite haunted. It and it's all thanks to you guys. That it was haunted. I guess, yes, that's, that's why we're here. We're supposed to find out what is haunting this place and if we can put a stop to it. Uh, and I think so far we've done a lot in part A and we'll get to part B soon. I think I speak for both of us when I ask if we can take our payment for part A and leave. Oh, no. Oh, no, that, no that's not... Oh, come on. We're, we're just getting started. Do, do you have any more specialist equipment? It does feel like you're just two people who rocked up in fancy clothes. <laughs> I mean, our clothes are fancy, but um, no, we we uh, well, we, okay, okay. Well, I'll admit I'm the one that goes out a little bit. I'm a bit more hardy than Jennifer, um, but Jennifer's really good at communicating with the with the spirits, and uh, she does some incredible drawings. It's quite a quite a feat, and. Well, I must say it is, you know, okay. 
I will admit, this is possibly the first house we've been to that that actually been spooky business. Oh but, God! But I, I think we've I think we've been handling it very well. Okay. Okay. Let's get back to Jennifer. Have a little bit of a sit down. Maybe she'll maybe she'll have like a little brunchy for us, uh, and then we can uh, then we could uh, do, do do another little uh, little seancey. Yeah, tell me if this isn't doable, but yes. uh, in the first bedroom, I found like a wardrobe, didn't I? Both guest bedrooms that you've yeah. explored have wardrobes then, yes. Was there any clothes in them that I could find? There would have been like um, capes, uh, maybe some old like coats and stuff, but they would have been a bit moth-eaten. Uh, uh, yeah, see anything. <laughs> I was wondering if there's any chance I could just like wear about six layers and improvise <laughs> some kind of padded armour. <laughs> <laughs> You totally can if you want. Like, but, uh, look, fine. In, now in your inventory, you have many coats that you can wear at your own leisure. Um, right. Maybe a belt or two to like be like a fat father Christmas. Yeah. Um, like the Michelin Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like a a, Any... like a Victorian Michelin Man with frills that are <laughs> eaten. God. Yeah, and honestly, like at this point, Tobias is thinking anything that kind of softens the blow between him and anything that's biting him. Yeah, no, totally makes sense. So yeah, you can easily collect those on the way back, and you sort of go down into the parlor. And Jennifer, at this point, is like, "Ah, oh, I was just about to call you. Oh, you're back! Hooray! Okay, um, here are some little nipples. And oh gosh, are you quite all right? You seem. It looks like you've seen some apparitions. Ooh." Yay! It was so big. And then Laurie goes, "Oh yes, we we saw like a, a big chap uh, uh, in the, in the master bedroom." And she's, "Oh, um, in the upstairs." And she sort of makes a, "Oh, that's quite scary." I, you might have you might have met the lord of the house, uh, Lord Haversham, or Haverest. Sorry, the names they 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 misspell them all the time in these old documents. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, oh, terrible business. Um, he died actually, of some. Um, she sort of looks through, gets out like some, some records and stuff. She goes, oh, terrible shame. He died of some. Says here, the doctor said died from some tenacious devilry of the leftmost lung. Ooh, that, that checks out. Yeah, yeah, that, oh. that rings true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept complaining uh, that he couldn't breathe after his medicine. It's nice to hear that you helped him. You did help him, right? I, I put the medicine in his mouth and then hit him off the bed and ran. Oh, well, I call that a little bit. That's a, I, every little helps. That's, that's a never way um, Foxgrove saying. <laughs> right. Um, seance, anyone? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Tobias just goes and sits down on the floor. <laughs> So, and sort of to end off this night, because I know we've only got a little bit of time, so you do the second seance. Um, again, similar to the other things, like she'll, Jennifer sort of shuts the sort of curtains from the, from, I don't know why I say this, there's no windows in this room. She, she draws the lights. Dim, well, d- yeah, she's lit the whole candle, like in the, I like the idea that in the last couple of hours, she's lit out all the candles and then she goes, right, and then puts them all out again. <laughs> <laughs> shuts the door and sort of puts some um, rugs over, um, blankets over certain objects so that you're sort of more of an enclosed space and she sets out and you see you see the spirit board in front of you with the little planchette 
and I think I described this before, uh, maybe not so good in person, but also in on the board itself, it is um, there is sort of uh, drawings of sort of uh, ravens. The planchette itself was almost like feathers of, of various uh, birds uh, engraved, burnt into the wood, essentially. And so she encourages you all to, to uh, put your hands on the board and she sort of like starts off this time by ringing like a small bell and it's like, spirits of this house, we are strangers who come openly and without malice. We seek only to know your stories and to help you find peace. We entreat you, make your presence known. There's a moment where, again, you take that moment to sort of really focus on the planchette and move, and it moves over and spells out the word greetings again to signify that there is somebody listening. Um, who is speaking to us and it starts to move over again and spells out Mara. Uh, um, feel free to ask questions. I think she's here. Is this Mara Silvra? The planchette slowly but surely moves over to yes. Do we still need to kill the chimney witch? Is that required for us to break the curse? Because honestly, I'm not keen. There's a moment and it moves. And it starts to spell out the sentence, change of plans. <laughs> uh, Laurie goes, um, well, how can we still help you? Moves over to, yes. What do you need? Starts to spell out. Evict the Leaper. L-E-A-P-E-R. Leaper. Where's the Leaper? Tower. Well, how do we kill the Leaper? Or is it just the normal way? Knives, fire... It says, sorry, I don't know what that's. Oh, you said evict, it's not kill. It says, um, do your best. Oh, well, that's affirming. Did you mean to appear in my dream last night? There's a moment where it sort of just hovers between the two, yes and no. Unsure. It doesn't know what you're talking about. Mm. Maybe you're related or something. I can't be nice. I mean, thatch and silver are hardly sound similar. I don't know. But what I do know is that we've got to evict this leaper up the town. Power. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, spirit, um, is there anyone here that we should be aware of? Any other spirits? The planchette moves violently towards yes. Oh. Uh. Dangerous? Yes. Oh, shit. And then it starts to hurriedly move across, say, and it spells out, he is coming. The demon. At that, the planchette moves so violently across towards yes, it spins out of control, off the board, breaking the connection. We should go. We should go. 
and we'll leave it there for this evening. Thank you so much for listening. You can come find me and pretty much every other co-host we've had on the show at What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, available on the What Am I Rolling website and wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm hopefully going to start up our own official Discord for both What Am I Rolling and DM's Book Club soon, along with a Patreon, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Thanks again. Speak soon. Bye!